Hi, I'm Alex Freycon. You're listening to My Therapist and I, a podcast that isn't just about therapy, it is therapy. More specifically, my therapy. Each week I'll sit down with my therapist, Dr. Stephen Harris of the University of Minnesota. We'll talk about whatever's on my mind, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you get to be a fly on the wall from wherever it is that you choose to listen to. In this week's session, we revisited a question that um, Steve asked, which is, what is my Google Maps? And that led to a broader conversation on uh, purpose, and more specifically, the purpose of this podcast. And we both shared some concerns we had. Um, so take a listen. Hope you enjoy. Hello. Uh, welcome back to episode three of my podcast and I, a podcast. My podcast and I. <sighs> take two. My therapist and I, no, that's going in. I'm not editing this. No way. Welcome back to episode three of My Therapist and I, a podcast that is not just about therapy. It is therapy. More specifically, my therapy, and you get to be the fly in the wall and observe and listen from the privacy of wherever it is you listen from. As you may be able to tell, I'm not on my game today, as, as made evident by the lack of uh, title naming, but... We're going to press through. Um, I am joined by my podcast therapist, Dr. Steve Harris. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <clears throat> so um, I was thinking more about our first two episodes, and then you and I had talked about like, hey, there's this kind of interesting dynamic here where typically yeah. clients would show up to your environment, yep. you know, and then they'd sit down and you would kind of start things off. Whereas here... <clears throat> yeah, I run the show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I run the show in my in my therapy office, right? And now you don't run the show. Yeah, in some ways I don't, and in yep. other ways I do, right? So, I, so I was thinking about this. How I think we should, or we could, uh, address this is in future episodes, we do kind of the intro and then... Uh, tackle housekeeping if there's any housekeeping items in order and then mm -hmm. pass it over to you and you can as you normally do or as you feel comfortable do your kind of like so Alex last time you told me that X Y and Z mm -hmm. or I don't know I'm not you know yeah, I, I actually typically don't don't start there yeah. one of the one of the things that I worry about is taking the therapy session in a direction that it that that I want to see it, whereas I really want to make the space available for where my client wants to see it. So I'm more likely to start a session by saying, hey, what what's on your mind about our work together? Beautiful. I love hearing that, and I wholeheartedly agree. Uh, and I think my favorite aspect of therapy is the fact that I get to talk about whatever it is that I want. Yeah, right. Exactly. Whether it is... Uh, a cloud I saw in the sky that looked like a certain animal and that sent me down a rabbit hole of thoughts or, you know, something more serious. But anyway, that's mm -hmm. cool. I want to start with the housekeeping because there is something that it, it, I think it would do the listeners justice to have a bit more insight as to who they're dealing with here. Not to put you on the spot, Dr. Yeah. Steve. And I'm also, side note, I think I'm going to call you Steve or Dr. Steve. I'm going to rotate between those two. Is that cool with That's you? That's great. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm going to start out by embarrassing you a little bit, Dr. Steve. But okay. So Dr. Steve's kind of a big deal is what I'm learning. The more research that I do on you and the more uh, I talk to people, the more I realize that you know this guy knows his stuff. So I think it would be helpful to... I mean, I can tell you 
about what I read, and then you could tell me if it's true or false. And then also, I think it would be helpful for you to kind of just talk about um, in a least awkward way possible why you are kind of a big deal. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does, but I'm already uncomfortable. Yeah. So, <clears throat> this so. is th- if if this were my session, or, you know, if if I was running the show, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't allow you to do this. Yeah, so, no, okay. that's not true, entirely true. Yep. But. <laughs> I think for the sake of those listening, it is important to understand that, you know, Dr. Stephen Harris is uh, very good at what he does. Um, is my understanding you're tenured at two universities? Is that correct? Well, I you. I, I started uh, my university career at Texas Tech University out in, in Lubbock, Texas, and I got tenure there. And then, you know, when you transfer tenure, you, you when you go to take another academic got job, it. you carry that tenure with you, so to speak. But you, you have to get it granted at the new institution as well. So, um, <clears throat> Also, a lot of peer, what, how, what are they called? Peer-reviewed? Peer-reviewed publications. A lot yeah. of those. Yeah. Um, to the tune of, I, so I found Dr. Stephen Harris's resume it's online yeah yeah it's it's 39 pages long which that's a hefty that's like 38 pages longer than my resume (laughs) just for um but but a lot of peer-reviewed stuff um which i think is really cool but i guess where i want to get to is and this was told to me by a former student of yours so they're a little bit biased Uh but you were the department head at the um Marriage and Family Therapy Program at the U of M. Is that correct? Yeah, program director. Program director. Not department head, but yeah. Oh, sorry. That's what I meant to say. Um, and that program's, I mean, he was saying it was one of the best in the country, if not kind of globally renowned. It has a really good reputation. Not, I didn't know that. Not because of me, but because <laughs> of people who came before me. I mean, sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate to kind of uh, bask in some of that. So Yeah, but I didn't realize that that program had that kind of, you know, uh, weight in the yeah like the U of M is one of the you know it's it's a premier it's a big name it's yep. a, it's a premier um yeah so that's cool um is <clears> there <throat> a, yeah again I apologize for this is like the uh, every Minnesotan's worst nightmare right <laughs> yeah I'm I'm realizing that right now and I'm not even from here but <laughs> yeah this is like what we dread but uh, <clears throat> the point I wanted to get across is you know your stuff and um uh to anyone listening, you know, we're not just kind of winging this here. I mean, we are in some sense, but in mm-hmm. another sense, um, you're in good company is what I would like to say. I appreciate that. But <clears throat> I, I mean, there are a lot of good therapists out there, a lot yep. of bad therapists out there as well. But yeah, I've been doing this for a long time too, you know, 30, 30 years or so. And so you pick up a couple things here and there after 30 years. So yeah, I hope to... Uh, get to that point where I pick up something. I've been around for 30 plus years and I'm still waiting to pick up that that something. Um, okay, so housekeeping done. Uh, Dr. Sh- Dr. Steve thoroughly em- embarrassed and mm-hmm. made to feel awkward. Yeah. Um, is there anything on that note you would like to add? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, when Alex, when you approached me, you got my name, you, when you approached me about this idea, I think one of the things I'm trying to get out of it, I think I said to you, I said, I, I work mostly with couples. Yes. And so, you know, I, I really feel like my training, my expertise is with um, couples and relationships. And so I'm, I, I think I even told Alex, I'm less likely to be the kind of therapist that has a client for a long period of time and, you know, for years on end and uh, if it's if it's an individual, typically couples and and families that I work with, uh, the therapy goes um, pretty 
pretty quickly. My own philosophy is that you shouldn't be in therapy forever. You know, like you should go out and live your life for a little bit. You could go into therapy to get some information, but but that you know depends on what you're wanting to talk about. Some people need to be in therapy longer than you know seven to ten sessions, and so that um, in of itself is very interesting because that is a a pain point that I have had mm. in therapy before, which is like, when does this end? Yeah. And I found myself saying that in a session, like, am I going to be like this forever? Am I going to be 82 years old mm-hmm. and kind of on my walker, like walking into a therapist's <laughs> office and they're going to be like, Hey, do you want to lie down on the couch? And I'll be like, I can't. Cause if I do, I won't be able to get back That's up. Right. So like, is there an end? And it, I'm, for the, from my experience, the majority of therapy work I have done, the, the response I've gotten is like, well, there's no right answer. And it's, yeah. it's refreshing to hear like, well, it doesn't have to be forever. Like it can right. be right. short. So that's cool. Um, okay. Well, that's housekeeping. So I'm going to kick it off to you so you can uh, use the um, almighty intro yeah. line. So... <clears throat> Alex, what's on your mind about our what's on your mind about our work together? What's, uh, what's Steve? I'm glad you asked. Okay. <laughs> I have uh, the the last session we had. You posed a question. I don't know if it was rhetorical or not, but you encouraged me to find my Google Maps. Yeah, that's right. That was a tough question, mm-hmm. and I have honestly been struggling with that answer mm-hmm. um, because I didn't. I was trying to think of like, okay, well, what does he mean? And what's the right way to answer that question? Mm. Uh, as I was going through that, I started to be like, okay, dude, there's no way that he had a very specific answer in mind. It was probably more broad. Uh, where I have landed in terms of my Google Maps, like I look at it like this way. What are aspects of my life that are important to me? And what are things I want to achieve in those elements of my life? So for example, I kind of narrowed it down to three. One is like personal, um, one is professional, and then one is creative. Mm-hmm. And so personally, my goals are just to be as good of a human as I can in the sense of like, okay, I want to have a healthy relationship with my fiance, soon to be my wife. I want to be a good father. I want to cultivate as healthy relationships as I can and surround myself with people where it's like, okay, our interactions are pleasant, they're good, like, etc. Um, professionally, and I this is where it gets challenging, right? It's like, where do I want to go? I want to be successful. I just don't know how to articulate that without being like, okay, do I need to set like annual revenue goals? And like, is that my Google map for that? But when I got to the creative element, which is tied into my profession because it's what I do, that's where I started to get a little more clarity because it's like I am always I feel like I'm at my best when I'm creating things that I think people are going to engage with in a positive way. Mm-hmm. A good example <clears throat> is this podcast. Like this kind of work is what calms me down and be like, okay, dude, like we're on the right path. It's fine. Where I get tripped up though is that I feel like there's the societal pressure, like this other voice that represents society, which is like, okay, that's all fun and good, Alex, but you need to make money and you need to provide and you need to build you know, a legacy and blah, 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 blah. And I often find myself getting pulled between like, okay, I'm doing work that brings me joy, 
and I want to focus on that feeling, but also like, hey, I can't, you know, I have to point to some kind of success so that people don't judge me and think I'm like a bum. Okay. So that's where I landed on my answer to what my Google Maps is. Yeah, so you've outlined the, the three areas, right? Yeah. Your kind of personal, your career, yeah. right? and creative. Yeah. <clears throat> and the co commonality is they all involve you. You're the epicenter of all of those things. Those things go out from Which it. Is that a bad thing? Like, is that kind of... No. Okay. No, I, 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 think, I, I think that's make... the way it is. But, yeah. I, but I see you in relationship to all those things. Well, you're you're in, in kind of the center, and then you've got this... My personal realm, my professional realm, and and uh, this creative, and I think all those things are connected in some way. Um, you know, I started thinking about, I started thinking about, uh, you know, you because you get, you get a voice that says to you, um, hey, you've got to be a productive member of society. You've got to. There's certain things you've got to do, right? And yeah. in, in therapy, we tell people you shouldn't should on yourself, right? Like, like. Why are, I why, should myself yeah, so much? You're 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 putting you're putting expectations. So we would ask where, where do those expectations come from? And uh, when you when you start saying I should be this way, sometimes those come from um, a, a personal ethic, a family ethic. Sometimes those are informed by our cultural background or our ethnic identity um, or a religious perspective. Um, and when you talked about I should be out making money, I should. There are some people who kind of embrace the world in a kind of a, there's a theory of abundance, right? Like that there's enough for everyone here. There's enough yeah. for me to, for, there's enough for me to develop a, a podcast and put it out there and, and it'll do what the universe wants it to do. You know, like it'll either be, it'll get, gain traction or it won't gain traction. So to me, that's part of the Google map as well. Do I, do I believe that if I'm engaged in doing the things that I want to do, um, that, that good things will follow. I'll be able to pay my bills. I'll, you know, um, but as I'm saying that, I'm, I'm also thinking about, I heard Mark Cuban the other day talk about, um, you know, the, the worst business advice or the worst, worst career advice you could ever give somebody is follow your passions. He goes, if I had done that, I'd still be trying yeah. to play basketball, you know, and he's, I, I don't have the talent to play at the level I want to play at or would like to be at. So, so I, I, I don't know. I, my, my, my sense is that, You've started to identify part of your Google Maps, your inner compass, uh, or, or your Google Maps, but something's running Google Maps, right? It's a compass mm -hmm. that, that says, here's where everything is. Um, and what is what is your inner compass? What is, what is the thing when you strip everything down that you stand for, that you... Yeah, I get a feeling, like, as, as I listen to you talk about that, I get more clarity in terms of, like, I know what drives me, and mm -hmm. I know what I like to do, and I... Not to get into this kind of abstract realm of like my purpose or why I was put on this wor world because, you know, that's a, another conversation in and of itself. But I have a, a general clarity in the sense of like, I go back to what I said earlier, I truly enjoy creating and I truly enjoy making things that allow people to think and to feel and to laugh and to experience stuff. That brings me joy. Like when I shared this podcast mm -hmm. to some people and they were like, this is really great. I love this. <clears throat> I shared it with someone. I told you this. She texted me. She's like, I started crying, you know, like that, not in a bad, not like, cause it was so, you know, awful. It but moved the, her. Yeah. It moved her. Yeah. Like though that kind of work, I will always, uh, be motivated. Like it, it will always drive me. And I 
love balancing this notion of like self-expression, but also trying to kind of crack the giant egg that is the human experience and mm -hmm. decode that in a way for people to like be like, oh yeah, this is true. I hadn't thought about this and I like thinking about this and it makes me feel better to think about it. Like I love doing that. However you want to describe that work. That's kind of my creative, that's what fuels me. Um, yeah, and I, and I hear, I want to move people. I want to have impact. I want, I want what I do to be relevant. Yeah. And there's a, and you get a certain payment out of that that's not related to money or anything. That is where I get tripped up because there's a stupid voice that's like, that is naive, you know? Or like, mm, yeah, you got to be realistic. And I understand, you know, I've done a lot of work. I understand that this voice in therapy, that, I, that this voice is not, you know, I, I don't know exactly where it comes from, but like, I just wish it wasn't so damn persistent. Like, it seems to always be there. And there are certain days where it's like, okay, I can quiet it down. But then there are other days where it's like much louder and it's just so distracting and challenging to have to like, deal with this like all the time mm -hmm. yeah when you figure that out would you let me know because <laughs> i because like i think that's the that's the sixty four thousand dollar question for people right because there's this inner voice there's this thing that there's these doubts there's these outside pressures and things like that so tapping into your your inner compass your google map um is is part of it but it, but just because you've done that doesn't mean you're not going to get yeah pushback or not you know it's so fascinating to me like I, I don't understand the evolutionary gain to like having a part of your brain like convince you not well i guess you know out of self-preservation yeah fear right yeah don't go there you're gonna ruin everything you're gonna lose what you had which like it's really trippy to know that to be aware of it it's kind of like I'm trying to, I feel like I'm sometimes trying to hack my brain. Like my brain is a piece of hardware and it has these certain like parameters where it's like, okay, if you go up against this wall, it's going to get upset. Mm -hmm. And I find myself trying to like wire around that. So it's like, hey, mm -hmm. I know this is a primitive response system to keep me safe. However, I am safe right now. So we don't need to freak right. out. Right. Talk yourself down. Right. Um, but it just seems so like it doesn't it confounds me as to like why this process has to exist you know in the first place why my brain can't be like yeah you got to figure it out totally go for it but does it does that process my guess is that process exists in every facet of your life from eating breakfast to yes. <laughs> driving to work and so yeah. but there are some parts of it that like Say maybe you've mastered eating breakfast, and so it's no longer this like should I do this or should I do that or don't you know don't do this you're, you're you know um, but there are these other things that are more risky or they're more about putting yourself out there or yeah that that do kind of hook that that inner dialogue about this is a risk this is, is are you sure you want to do this and 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 like when I think about what you've said about the things you want to do you i think do with your life and what you want to be what you want to stand for it's about relationships and maybe that's just because yeah. that's what i work with primarily no, it is. and i want to see that yeah, in no you. no I, I but it's about relationships and about moving people and at the end of the day 
you say, I want to create, I want to, I want to impact and I want to move people. I want, I want to help people find meaning. I want. Yeah. That is accurate. That's a hundred percent accurate. And, uh, I'm going to start writing fortune cookies. <laughs> it makes you wonder, like, does a human still do that or is that robots now? Is there like just one? Is like the Wizard of Oz. There's like one machine. Oh, writing fortune cookies? Yes, correct. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, write it. Sorry. Uh, writing fortune cookies. Um, yeah. Uh, that is, so that is kind of my Google Maps. And when I focus on that, I feel better. It's just, I guess, to make an analogy that there's that lingering voice that's like, yeah, but like, look, we're in the woods and like, if we fall off the trail, we could be in trouble. But on that note, I was um, learned of this phrase like urgency versus emergency, Mm. which was used to like explain like, you know, your brain is assuming it's an emergency when it's not like I'm not, you know, to, to go back to my example of being lost in the woods, right. my fear, my ultimate fear was like, okay, if we go off the trail, like we could potentially in theory on a very extreme sense, like die, you know, cause we could get lost, uh, right? no, no food, blah, blah, blah. So that was the fear. But in this instance, it's like my career, it's like, there's no immediate threat it's just rather a sense of urgency, but my brain continues to be like, nope, emergency, emergency. And I want to be like, shh, 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 shh. Like, mm-hmm. you're safe. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But well, I also think, like, going back to the, the you and Haley, right, on, yeah. the, on the trail. Yeah, my wonderful, beautiful fiance, if, Haley. If part of what you want to be and do is to move people, like, at your core, if what you want every interaction to be is to move people, is to be meaningful, is to, you know, enhance relationship yeah the, the last thing you wanted to do was to go out there and and have some kind of a blunder that correct results in a negative experience that puts yeah. distance between the two of you that that she goes oh my gosh he's horrible with a map or yeah p- p- paints you in a, a a different kind of light than you want to be painted in yes 100 percent. so like i think your google map shows up in everything i think your your compass shows up in everything and like i said that can be influenced from from a variety of different places. A lot of people find it in, in religious or spiritual beliefs or connection to something greater than them it gives them purpose or gives them identity. I uh, wanted to kind of meander into that realm because mm-hmm. you had, I th- don't recall exactly how you phrased it, but you said something in the effect of like, you know, do you believe that if you focus on this path and you keep down, like good things will come. And um, that kind of, is something that I've been struggling with. I've struggled with my whole life is this notion of like, you describe it as, or one could describe it as just faith that things will be okay, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like I've always been a very rational person in the sense of like, okay, I need more evidence. And if I, unfortunately in my instance, it's like I need an abundance of evidence. In fact, I could have so much evidence and still be like, well, it's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. You know, just a very inherently skeptical person. But <clears throat> something that I find myself wishing that I had and being envious of people who have it. It's like people, I don't know if you know them, like who, who just, they're just like, yeah, everything's gonna be okay. Like I have a plan, I'm gonna stick to it and it, the, it'll work out, I know it will. Yeah, they don't get, they don't get um, frustrated, they don't yep. get flustered, they don't get rattled. Yeah, and I find myself like being like, damn, that would be so nice to be like that. 
Uh, and it, I don't know if it's like a skill one can practice, but there's something to be said about this, like being able to have faith. It's probably, you know, my guess is it's probably a both and kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Like you're probably born with a certain temperament, you know. I, I watch this in, in uh, the way my daughter is parenting her child. Way more, way less concerned about the amount of mess and more concerned about the amount of, uh, exp- the kind of experience her kid is having. Whereas I was more like, ah, you're going to do that on the carpet. And, mm-hmm. you're gonna, you know, so, so, so she's got something from her life that she's allowing her kids to live in a more free and envi- freeing environment than I think I was willing to let her grow up in so that you know I was more worried about the mess more worried about the work that it's going to take me to undo whatever my kid's doing and I watch my daughter parent her kids and I'm like wow she's she's just way more chill and and I see that that's probably a good thing for her kids I uh was raised in a very much like are you going to do that on the carpet kind of environment Mm -hmm. so I know I mean a this is the running joke. It always goes back to the parents. Everything. Um, Darn them. <laughs> what have they done to me? But that was kind of the environment I grew up in was like, yeah, I, I didn't experience a ton of examples of like, yeah, the, it'll be fine. It was always like, well, we need to have a plan because if we don't have a plan, mm. things could go wrong and that will be on us as opposed to something I'm trying to experiment with now is like, Maybe like I'm trying to shift my brain away from outcomes, right? Like, mm-hmm. and more right. on like, okay, what's what's stuff you can control? Focus on that stuff, and the rest is the cards are going to kind of fall as they may. But there are times where I'm like, that the voice again is like, you know, that's what someone would say who doesn't have a plan. Like, if you would have <laughs> planned more, you wouldn't have to rely on saying things like that, Alex. Um, so it's just like a constant struggle there, which it can be exhausting, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, <clears throat> I think that's a temperament thing. You know, people are more laid back. I, I see it in my own kids. I've got four kids. Some of them are more laid back. Some of them are, are more uptight. You know, they worry about different things. And so figuring out who you are, figuring out, am I the kind of person that sh- should I yeah. be worrying about this or is it okay for me to be more casual? And- so like being okay, like <clears throat> for example, I could be like, hey, my temperament is just to be kind of a an anxious person in the sense of like, you know, I'm going to, it's going to be natural for my brain to run around and worry about all these things. And that's fine. Just let it do its thing versus like being, I guess, upset with my brain for the way that it is. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> the, 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 the person that came to my mind, and, and this is probably showing my age, but is Woody Allen, you know, like mm-hmm. he, he is, <clears throat> I believe, a, as neurotic as they come. Yeah. And, but he's channeling that into a character of a, somebody who's neurotic, and his films are about this neurotic person. And so he's figured out a way to make his craziness work for him or his, you know, his, the, yeah. his challenges, his struggles, he's embracing them in such a way that they, they work for him. I'm not going to say let's all pattern our lives after Woody Allen. Yeah, but, yes, <clears throat> yes. But there, but there is something about knowing yourself, embracing it, changing the things you can. This is kind of like the <clears throat> the serenity prayer that 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 we you know people say at the end of an AA meeting. You know, help me to know the difference between the things I can change yeah. and the things I can't change. 
You know, what's crazy is that serenity prayer. I first was exposed to it at, as a, like, uh, 11, 12 year old at tennis camp. We would say that prayer. (laughs) Yeah. And I didn't, I was only later, I realized that that's what they say at AA meetings too. And I remember thinking that's kind of fascinating, but I always liked that prayer, right? It's allowing me to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and then wisdom, wisdom to know the difference. Right. And that is a pr- really profound thing. And uh, yeah, I, I guess where I get tripped up is kind of goes back to what you said earlier, which is if I, if my brain is being the way that it is, I start shooting it, mm-hmm. which is like, I should not be <clears> thinking <throat> this way. I should not be experiencing this. The fact that I am experiencing this means that something is wrong. And if I'm being completely honest, I think that's what kind of initially drove me to therapy was when I was a kid. I mean, granted, I had more like things I wanted to sort out. I knew just based on like my behavior and Mm -hmm. kind of the situations I was getting into. But there's always been this like, yeah, you shouldn't, your brain shouldn't be spitting out these questions or these thoughts or these, you know, so you should go talk to someone, but maybe, maybe it's just doing its thing. It's just being an Alex brain. Maybe. And, and so, so let's say you do go to therapy then then the question comes back to what we were talking before. How do you know when you're done? Mm-hmm. Like if, if I get to the place where I finally realize that this is just my Alex brain, this is just my Steve yeah. brain. Does that, can I get a refund? You know, like what <laughs> do I? Yeah. Because it's like, can, if, I, can I be okay with being me? Yeah. And I think I get so frustrated because like I find myself stressing over these problems, right? Let's quote unquote, we'll call them problems. I have a problem with X and I'm like, it's got to be complicated because <clears throat> in order for it to stump me, it has to be complicated. But then towards the end, I realize it's never complicated. It's typically like as simple as just being like accepting who you are which is like the most fundamental principle of being a human you start hearing that when you're like eight years old Mm -hmm. right and to think that after all of these years i might be just dealing with a fundamental human existence problem frustrates me because it's like well i guess i'm not as smart as i thought i was it's just the old love who you are deal um but in my brain, I try to be like, no, this has got to be some deep-rooted, you know, there's got to be societal elements, you know, shame, toxic shame, blah, 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 blah. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, that exists, but it's it's so interesting how, like, I feel like everyone's collective, let's call it suffering, can come down to just a shared, a few experiences that we all share, right? One of them being like, we're kind of not sure if we should accept who we are in terms of our strengths, our flaws. You know, who's to even say that they are flaws? Maybe they're not flaws. Maybe we should stop calling them flaws to begin with. They're just aspects of my brain. Of who you are, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, that was, uh, so that's Google Maps. I think the Google Maps question was um, a good one because it's something that, uh, I struggle with on uh, a daily basis. Not struggle with, but so so when you so when in here in our yeah in our podcast therapy office yep. when you when I say something like 
you know, it feels to me like what Alex is about is wanting to be create create things, create um, movement in people. You want to move people. You want to you want to have you want to be associated with meaningful things. Yeah. And you identify that you're like, yeah, that is that is me. That's the fortune cookie. That's that's who I am, right? Um, is that the, like when you get when you get to a point where you're having to make a decision? Do you default to that? Do you go in your mind and say, I'm I'm the Alex who wants to move people. I'm the Alex who's about relationships. And if it's not checking these boxes, then I don't do it. Like yeah. there's a reason you're doing what you're doing, and you're not on Wall Street. Yes, buying and selling commodities. Yeah. This Which, sounds like torture to you, right? Correct. Like I, to that end, I don't know how many people have done this, but I uh, went through the entire process of applying to law school, except for actually hitting submit on my applications. <laughs> I wrote, I took the LSAT, I wrote all the essays, I filled out every application, I got all my letters of rec, and I all it had to all I had to do was press the button, and I couldn't do it. So that hopefully shed some light but there are also instances i heard you ask that question and the first thought in my mind was well no i don't always default to that i sometimes default to the voice that's like hey let's be smart about this gotta make money gotta yes pay the bills mm -hmm. but as you continued to talk and you're like well that you clearly you're not on wall street it's like well that's true i have you know i should give myself some credit i have for the most part acted in accordance with this voice you know, mm -hmm. uh, there was a reason why I left, um, you know, my agency. Like, I walked away from a very, uh, I don't want to say cushy, but it, the plan was very paved. It was mm -hmm. a paved path, and there wasn't a lot of shrubbery to get lost in. Like, it was a path, and it was set out, and many people had walked on it before. It was very certain, and um, it also was not for me, and I acted on that voice then. And uh, yeah, I've continually done that. And right, because for you, it wasn't it wasn't generating meaning. Correct, it wasn't moving you. Yeah, it was checking some of the boxes and maybe important boxes, paying bills, things like that. Yes, and maybe you had meaningful relationships with coworkers and things like that. But for for whatever reason, it didn't seem like it was checking all the important boxes. So, yeah, I do. Def I do act on that voice, and then I guess some anxiety stems from like there are times where I temper it a little bit, or I don't know. I try to apply reason to this like mm. Alex filter or quote, quote unquote reason. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, like I'm not full artist or like full creative, I guess, you know, where it's like someone who, you know, like Kanye West, who like they literally like create their own world and everyone else just exists in it. Mm -hmm. Like, I find myself navigating this this tightrope of like I want to balance creativity and art with like society, <laughs> and I want to have one foot in each, like firmly rooted in both, and uh, I th I think that like dichotomy is sometimes because they can kind of pull in different directions. Yeah. Do you do you feel like you do that though? Um. Like, are you meeting that? I would think so. Yeah. Like, and how I answer this, and you can tell me what you think of this, but like my mind immediately went to like, if you went to, to anyone who knows me, they'd be like, yeah, Alex is a creative person. And like, he also is pretty grounded and he's successful. And, you know, he, he isn't like off the deep end by any means. Mm -hmm. 
So is that is that the criteria? Like if I can do all that with not going off the deep end in one way, in one way, not going to too extreme one way or yeah. the other. I guess like just because in terms of creativity, I've always had this like stereotype of who I don't want to be, which is like the suffering artist, you know, uh -huh. like the Van Gogh or like mm. the Keep your like, ears. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and there's always that, I don't want to say romanticism, but you know, it's like, well, if you want to be an artist, you have to suffer and you have to be crazy and you have, no one has like, no one can understand you and you have to be so totally self involved. And like, I don't like those aspects. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Like I want to be a functioning member of society. I want to have positive impacts on people's lives. And, you know, I'd like to travel with my wife and, you know, be, you know, be able to, I want it all, Steve. <laughs> like, why can't, I just want everything. That's all. I don't know. Well, Alex, without knowing you really well, this is yeah, the third, yeah. third time being together. <laughs> you seem like you might have it all. Yeah. Which... Which makes me wonder why you're in therapy here. So this is a really, really <laughs> great segue to um, all right, the, the kind of next thing I wanted to talk about, which was when we were uh, giving this... Um, so, to, so let me let me yeah. give you a timeout. Is this are we segueing into a, a a new session right now? No, or no? Nope. Okay, we are not. Um, See, once again, I'm not in control. <laughs> this would be a place where I'd be like, "You hold on to that, and let's start up there." Yeah, the next, next time. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I was um, sharing this podcast out, and a piece of feedback that I got from someone was they were like, I really like it. And I shared it with my friend and my friend said the same thing I was thinking, which is like, it's, it's, it's fun. It's, you know, it's interesting, but you're not really dealing with any problems. Right. And I was like, well, yeah. And like, and then she was like, you know, I, I'm in therapy and like, I deal with real stuff. You're kind of dealing, I think she described it as garden variety therapy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing that and be like, yeah, that's true. That's kind of the point of the podcast. Um, but I also found myself feeling kind of embarrassed like right away. And and, and my friend had no intention of like making me feel right, embarrassed. That wasn't intentional. Not at all. <clears throat> um, but my mind went there because I was like, well, yeah, I don't want to give off the impression that like this podcast is about dealing with heavy stuff. Because, you know, maybe that happens, but most likely it doesn't. Like, but I found myself being like, well, shoot, I'm going to be judged by the lack of problems I have in my life. Like, I just worried that someone had this voice of like, wow, he thinks like these are issues. You know, I've got real issues. They're X, Y, and Z. And the thought of like comparing, you know, yeah. issues like yeah. made me really uncomfortable and, and kind of embarrassed because it's like, yeah, I hope it doesn't come across that I'm like, that I would compare what I'm dealing with with someone, let's say, who's going through some like really intense physical trauma and healing that physical or mental Men emotional yeah. trauma. Exactly. <clears throat> I mean, you had you said one time, um, you know, I I might go to therapy and I might say, hey, I saw this cloud and it reminded me of this and got me thinking this way. But but I've never had a, a client come in and and say something like that. It's always been like my husband and I are at each other's throats or yeah, we're you know like. 
I, I'm really concerned about my child. My child's using drugs, or I'm concerned my kid's just not sleeping through the night, and I don't know how to parent. And um, there, there are there are heavy things, and so I think this that, that you and I still are trying to decide how much, how deep do we go with with this podcast? Um, you know what 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 are the big things? Because people typically don't go to therapy unless there's something really big. Yeah, people don't typically go in and say, "Let's, I'd like to go and philosophize about life yeah. and the vicissitudes of life." Right. Yep. Um, and and the place where you and I, I think, both connected on this idea was what what could either one of us do? What could we do together to expand the conversation of mental health and accessing mental health treatment? And if part of what we're doing with this podcast is, you know, sitting kind of in an ivory tower talking about the meaning of life and things like that, I think a lot of people will be like, well, that's, is that what therapy is? Cause I need, I need help with my kid or I need help yeah. with my drug addiction or I, I can't seem to give up porn and it's ruining my relationship. So, um, yeah. That, does that make sense? It does make sense. And the reason I had come up originally with the idea for the podcast was because I had encountered a lot of people in my life who the more, and I think you and I talked about this, mm. the more I shared with them what I um, gathered from therapy, gained from therapy and the things, the kinds of things that we talked about, the more open to the idea of therapy they became. And something that I think is true based on observations is that a big barrier to entry for therapy for people is this idea of like, well, I am going to, if I go to therapy, I'm going to have to confront some really heavy, intense stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to do that. So I'm not going to go like to make an analogy. It's like there are, people who think that like if you were to go to the gym you would have to bench press a thousand pounds mm -hmm. and you'd have to run 15 miles each time mm -hmm. right which is like that's not true like you can show up to the gym and like walk on a treadmill for five minutes you still went to the gym mm -hmm. you're still better for it and i really wanted mm -hmm. i want to attack the stigma that like therapy has to be this intense scary hard thing like yes you can dive into really intense stuff, but you can go at your own pace. And it, if you need to start out slow, that's totally fine. It can still be really beneficial. You can talk about your life, your relationships, and you can gather strength from that. And at the same time, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And at the same time, if you get a, if you get a therapist who's um, a good therapist, they're going to say to you eventually, is this what we're talking about? Are, are yeah. you okay with Are you okay with this level of conversation, or is there a deeper reason that you came, or is there another thing that we should be talking about that's been hard for you to talk about? Are we, are we, are we, are we checking the box? In my experience with therapy, when I first started out, I would come in with things that were kind of again garden variety, or I don't want to use the term mm -hmm. superficial because that sounds judgmental. But like mm -hmm. on the surface, they didn't seem like big deals, and the therapist always did a great job of being like, "So tell me more, like what else was going on there?" And they mm -hmm. dig a little deeper and a little deeper, and that's where we would get to the the real stuff, mm -hmm. the big stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was never like you know we would just dive in. So right. I agree with you too. It's like therapists know how to pick up on 
like, ooh, I think there's something there. Right. I'm going to go a little bit deeper as opposed to like, you know, it, it doesn't have to be on the patient to be like, okay, here's why I'm here. I'm ready to talk about it. Because, yeah, a lot of people, I don't know if they're, maybe they are ready. Maybe in your experience, you found that people like open up immediately and they just kind of dive right in. I think I've had, I think I've had a gamut of experiences, some who do and some, some who don't. Um, you know, the, the therapist has their own Google map as well, right? Yeah. Um, when I'm training therapists, I'm like, why are you asking this question instead of asking a hundred other questions that you could ask at this moment? What, what is driving you and, and, and how does the therapist's own beliefs and the, their own experiences and the, their relationships and stuff, how does that govern how they show up and how they attend to what you might be saying or ignore other things that you might say? Yeah. Um, well, to that end, I mean, and again, it kind of, to, to go back why I brought it up, like, I definitely do not want, I think something that frightens me and scares me is this idea that, uh, it, it might come across that I'm like, you mentioned the ivory tower, like, mm -hmm. oh, woe is me. Like, I do not want someone to, to listen to this and be like, oh, he's complaining about stuff that, you know, doesn't really matter. Um, mm -hmm, and right. that's a, a deep you know, that's a fear that I have. Like that would make me feel ashamed kind of, right? Um, and I really hope that it doesn't come across as me trying to set up comparisons. More so, I, my hope is that it shows people, it gives people a glimpse of like the kinds of things um, you can talk about in therapy if you're not, I don't know, if you're not ready to talk about really heavy stuff. Right, and I, and I think that, that it's complicated in this podcast therapy room because we are still doing the, the things that a therapist and client do. We're still feeling each other out. Yeah. We're still getting three. to know each other. Yeah. Um, I, you know, when, when someone starts opening up to me as a therapist, I start becoming more connected to that person. Yeah. I start to have a relationship. I start to develop feelings for that person, you know, love, admiration, respect, um, you know, empathy and, and sympathy for what they've been going through. I, I don't have that the moment I show up. <clears throat> That's something that develops through the therapeutic relationship. Um, and so w you and I are still kind of, I think, feeling each other out, feeling out the purpose of what we're doing. Are we, are we in sync on the purpose? And we have these dual roles, right? You're, this, you're the producer of this podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm this therapist um, type of person here. Um, we've been really clear about you have another therapist where you'll go deeper. Um, but I think you're also kind of feeling me out and going, how deep do I want to go with Steve? How deep yeah. do I want to go with the masses? You know, who's, who's going to hear this? And, and when you go to therapy, it, it all stays in that room. Yes. But, but here we hit send <laughs> and it's The on, room is very big yeah, on this on, podcast. It's on Spotify or it's on, uh, yeah. Yes. I don't, wherever people get their podcasts. So. And that is something that I, yeah, it is a great adventure. Yeah. Or a scary one. It is a scary one. But uh, again, as long, I, I'd really appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. I think we are feeling it out. And I, again, I'm, I, I don't want to say I love the adventure, but like to me, it's a worthwhile one. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I keep thinking I had this one friend who um, was so hesitant to go to therapy but i could tell they were in a lot of pain mm -hmm. physical actual physical pain from a traumatic accident 
and um, I kept just kind of giving examples of you know things I'd been talking with my therapist about and how it had helped me and blah blah. Slowly but surely, I got him to go, and he he called me one day and he was like, "I," he was so doing so much better, and it's like if this great experiment leads to just one or two or three examples of that, that's fine. I can be judged by eighty-five people if two people are like, "Hey, this was really helpful," and you know, thanks for doing it. Um, that's yeah. kind of my POV. Yeah. So that's <clears throat> that's Alex, right? I yeah. Wanna, I want to move people. I'm I'm willing to put myself out there. I'm in, I'm willing to invest so that I can move people, so that I can be an agent of movement, an agent of impact. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you just heard this, just a drilling sound. Yeah. This is the perfect uh, time to wind down this um, episode. Okay. Um, <clears throat> sometimes you got to take cues from life, Mother Nature, and the sounds of drilling. Um, so, yeah, thank you, uh, as always. I think we should also work on an outro. Maybe I'll say something, and then I'll, I'll kick it over to you, and then you can do the, you know... Hey, that's our time. That's a wrap. Somewhere, <laughs> I've got to see somebody else next. I mean, yeah, we'll have to figure that. We'll have to work on that. One. Yeah, but thank you for tuning in, and um, we'll catch you at the next the next episode. All right, all right, later. <laughs>